Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. Just getting over a little bit of a cold, so my voice has a nice extra little bit of bass to it so let's do a show and after the best of episodes and the part four of the year-long bowie tribute it's time to get back into the regular swing of things and do something i haven't done in a while on the show and i really like doing these particular episodes for you new friends and listeners out there this is something i like to do called the odds and ends the odds and ends are Songs that come from EPs, soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, etc. You, you get the idea. Basically, I just compile releases that come out throughout the year. And the reason I like to spotlight these things is to kind of let you know what you might have missed. Because it definitely seems like those things never wind up on any kind of best of list of the year, critics list, or anything like that. So I figured let's shine a spotlight on it, and there's always some good tunes to be had out and about. We're going to start off this week's episode with a song from Sammy Hagar, and Sammy actually has a new best of out, and it's not just your atypical Sammy Hagar best of. I mean, there are quite a few Sammy Hagar best ofs and compilations out there, but all the ones out there seem to focus on, you know, the first part of his solo career pre van halen or that kind of middle part where he's still in van halen so basically anything from the 70s and 80s that's usually what you get when you get a sammy hagar best of like unboxed or the red collection which those are fine but i'm i'm actually glad that this one came out he's got a new one out called this is sammy hagar when the party started volume one and this is basically the best of sammy post van halen which uh, we'll, we'll call it the 1996 to present years. Of course, he had that little hiccup where he was back in Van Halen, but yeah, you know all about that, especially if you read his book. Oh, my God. I saw that tour, and it was as bad as he said it was, trust me. But yeah, this new best of, I think it's really cool that it's out. I feel like his modern solo catalog definitely gets overlooked, and he's got some good things out there, you know? No lie, for sure. So let's kick off with what is the first track on his brand new best of. This is a song you will probably recognize, especially if you've seen the film Rockstar. He wrote this song for the movie. Didn't sing it in the movie, of course. I think that was uh, Mike Majedovic, or however you say it, the guy from Steelheart, or Jeff Scott Soto. or There were a few different singers that uh, stood in for Mark Wahlberg vocal-wise in that film. But this is a Sammy song, and this is Sammy's version of it with the Wabos. This is Stand Up. So turn this one up. Stand up and shout! Stand up and shout! 
coming from the system.
kicking off this week's show and the latest entry in the odds and ends. That was Sammy Hagar with Stand Up. You can find that on his brand new best of called This is Sammy Hagar, When the Party Started, Volume 1. Or originally you could find that song on his album Not For Sale. It's a pretty cool record, actually, if, if you missed that one. So check both of those things out. Let me know what you think. Sammy's actually coming close to my neck of the woods in a few months. He's actually doing a Sammy Hagar in the Circle show, the band he has with Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham, and Vic Johnson. So, you know, he does Sammy songs, he does Van Hagar songs, and Zeppelin songs, of course. So looking forward to going to see that. I hope I can get tickets for it. Been wanting to see that band since they've been touring. Actually, I've never seen a Sammy Mike Anthony show together ever since the demise of Sammy and Mike and Van Halen. So looking especially forward to that. Anytime I can hear Michael Anthony do some epic background vocals live, that is definitely a good time. So, yes, we're going to make that happen. We'll be talking about it hopefully at the end of the year and next year's concert memories. And moving on here to our next song. This is by a band. Now, this is where my age is really getting to me, I think. And it really worries me that I don't have a memory of why I wrote this band name down. So, you friends out there, you friends of the show, if you told me about this band, please message me so I can give you credit. Because I have no memory of writing this band name down. But I saw it on a piece of paper, looked it up, liked it. Bought the new EP, so if you recommended these guys to me, I want to thank you. So, like I said, message me. I, I need to know, and full confession. But I'm going to play you a band from Norway called the Razor Bats, or just Razor Bats. I don't see a the in front of there officially, but... So yeah, one word, R-A-Z-O-R-B-A-T-S. They're from Norway. They play rock and roll. Seems pretty basic, but I love it. It's definitely the kind of stuff that I like. They have a few other releases, that I think a few more other EPs, and I believe they're working on a new full-length album. But while you're waiting for that, go check out their new EP. It's called This High. It's basically like kind of a single EP. There's only three songs on it. Definitely very affordable. And to whet your appetite, this is The Hurricane. Check it out.
That was The Hurricane by one of Norway's breakout rock and roll bands for me right there, Razorbats. Go look them up there on iTunes, buy their stuff. Yeah, this is called The Odds and Ends of 2017 Volume 1 officially. I guess that's what I'm going to call it, but this really is just catching up on a lot of The Odds and Ends from 2016. So obviously... 100% of this episode, stuff from 2016, but you, you know what I'm talking about there. So this could also be called what Joey spent his iTunes Christmas gift card on because <laughs> I got a $25 one for my mom or my sister. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty much all gone. This episode pretty much wiped me out. And that's okay, though. Buying good music. And I usually don't like to download just by itself. You know, I'd rather like buy the vinyl and get a download or... You just order the CD. I like my physical copies, but with a few of these, there were physical copies out there, but I kind of weighed my option on, well, the download is cheaper than the CD, so sometimes I do go that route, especially when it comes to EPs. I feel like it's not as worth owning a physical product, but, you know, because you got to wait for it, and I don't know. Like, some of the EPs that I looked up were, like, going for close to $10, and that's that's just unacceptable, man. Your EPs need to be, like, 5 bucks maximum. Anyway, so there you go. There's a rant. Here's another rant coming up here. <laughs> Next band I'm going to play you here. A band you all know pretty well, I'm sure. I'm going to play you something from the last effort, I guess, officially, by Motley Crue, called The End, which is a live document of their very last show that they played pretty much almost exactly a year ago and change on December 31st of 2015. Motley Crue called it a day or a career. They swear they're never getting back together again, and this is it. Now, you might have heard me talk about this on the show before. I went to see that tour with, with NOLA, of course. We went out to Shreveport to see it in that awesome little bitty coliseum that we like going to over there in Louisiana. And I think it was probably just a few months into the tour, because, I mean, they did that tour for, like, two years. Like, legit, a two-year tour. So we saw it probably about a fourth of the way through the entire tour. And when I went to the show, I actually had good things to say about the show. I mean, we all know the thing that uh, Motley definitely is one of those bands, especially for a veteran act, they use a ton of backing tracks. And it's no secret, really. I mean, even Mick Mars cop to it. So it is what it is, as they say. But I got to say, when we went to that show, I had a really good time. And I... I went in with low expectations, but I, I knew that I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't go see Motley on the last tour because I've been a big Motley fan pretty much my entire life. They've made some moves and Nikki's done some things to where it's really just really hurt my fandom of the band over the years, but I figured, oh, let's go the last tour. I hadn't seen them in forever, so as they bow out, I'll pay my respects kind of to my nostalgic youth and teenage years and things like that. And I really had a good time at the show. I mean, even with the obvious backing tracks, which, you know, at least they throw a couple of girls on stage with microphones in their hands, and you can, like, almost pretend that they're singing. But I gotta say, you know, I've seen Motley and or Vince solo a ton of times over my concert-going years, and this was easily probably the best I ever heard Vince as far as a live performer-slash-singer. And... You know, the rap on him is, you know, he has his reputation for a reason. This is not exaggerated amongst fans that will tell you the truth. 
Vince pretty much mails it in vocally. I mean, you think Roth mails it in. Vince is like the biggest culprit of all time. He'll give you like every third word, some nights every fifth word. Holds the mic out to the crowd a lot to sing the chorus. I mean, just real lazy shit. And it always bothers me. But I gotta say, when we saw him on that Shreveport show, Vince did a damn good job. He was really throwing down and really didn't have a lot of songs where he mailed it in. Like, almost not any that I can recall. And I don't think I really had stars in my eyes. I mean, I would have... I would have remembered that. So Vince had a real good outing when I saw him. Unfortunately, they did their best show, I guess, when most people weren't paying attention. Like when the lights are on bright, it's the last show. You got a film crew out. And man, (laughs) Vince really choked on that last show. And in more ways than one, I got to say. At the end of the show, he actually seemed to cry, which actually that was my favorite part of the end, which I won't spoil it for you if you want to see it, but... The last song of the set, much like when I saw them live, was my favorite part of the entire show. It really made it worthwhile to see it just for that one moment. And I'd almost recommend a viewing of it just for that. I I can't really recommend the show as a whole because, like I said, Vince really tanks it on this show. And for a live release, you know, like, it's like one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't things. Because, like, you go listen to Carnival of Souls from that... 12-year-old other farewell show, and Vince sounds great on it, but he probably went in and punched in his stuff. I honestly would have rather had him do that again this time, but I guess in this day and age of social media, people film the thing, like, probably, there's, you probably get the whole show on a handheld as well, and so people would know that they went in for sure and doctored it, but I still wish he had, because it would have made the show a lot better, to be honest with you, so I can't recommend the end as a whole. So basically what I did was, after I watched the Blu-ray of it, I went back and listened to the CD a few days later, and I was like, let's find the song where Vince sings the most on it. And there were basically two winners. One was an old song and one was a new song. One of them was Motherfucker of the Year, because, you know, it's like he probably hasn't sung that song five billion times, obviously. So it's like, oh, this is something that you can sink your teeth into and not be so bored doing, but not a big fan of that song. Uh, but I will say, this is this is actually kind of the song that got me into Motley, because I didn't have MTV until 1987, and the one that really roped me was their cover of Smokin' in the Boys' Room. So, from the end, I'm going to play you their version of Smokin' in the Boys' Room, and there's a nice bonus cover song on this track, sandwiched at the beginning and end of it. It'll be pretty obvious from the get-go what it is, but like I said, this is probably the highlight of the show, definitely besides the drum solo and the very end of the show. So, here you go. Enough of my yakking. Here's the crew doing Brownsville Station, smoking in the boys' room, live from the end.
All right, there you go. A little Motley action. Smoking in the boys' room, of course. Interpolated with Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Hope you enjoyed that out there. That Vince gets about an 80 or an 85% score on that one, <laughs> which is much better than the 50% he's throwing down the rest of the show. But like I said, you might want to go view the show once just for that and the drum solo, which is actually pretty humorous, even though I actually I really dug Tommy's drum solo despite... I wasn't into some of the music, but always liked the idea of Tommy doing something to add to a show as opposed to making the drum solo a bathroom break. And I I love me some drums, but his mentality of why he does what he does for his drum solos is completely legit. So, you know, Tommy really came off, I think, besides Mick. We all love Mick, of course, because Mick is the innocent and Molly. But Tommy, you know, I've definitely had my share of critiques of Tommy in the past, but he comes off really good on this show, in my opinion. All right, enough about Motley. Let's move on. I ran it long enough before that track, so I'll make this one short. Going to play something off of the latest Jack White compilation. He's got a double album out of acoustic recordings. I forget the official title, but it's like acoustic recordings, you know, like 1998 through 2012 or something like that. I'll, I'll get you the real title when we come back. But uh, I'll play you something off of that. And, you know, I like Jack. I like Jack and the White Stripes and all the things he does. I'm not, like, the biggest fanatic, but I do appreciate the guy, and I support most of his projects. And at least, you know, for mainstream rock and roll, a guy waving the flag and, and doing it with some respect. And the guy can play guitar, no doubt. So I'm going to play you a track off of Acoustic Recordings. This is actually a song that you might have heard before if you've heard the Get Behind Me Satan album by the White Stripes. I like that album a lot, actually. I don't think they really have any bad records, so the White Stripes definitely got out while the getting was good before they had a chance to suck or have any kind of decline. But here is a stripped-down version of a song from Get Behind Me Satan, one of my favorite songs on the album. This is Forever For Her Is Over For Me.
From the album officially titled Acoustic Recordings 1998 through 2016, that was Jack White and the White Stripes actually with a more acoustic stripped down mix of Forever For Her Is Over For Me, which you can find the original version of that off of Get Behind Me Satan. Hope you enjoyed that out there. Alright, I'm going to keep my pseudo alternative bag out here and talk about and play something off of the latest EP by Nine Inch Nails. Yes, Nine Inch Nails is back. Of course, Trent Reznor bringing in Atticus Ross, who's been his longtime scoring partner. He's now an official member of Nine Inch Nails. And a little EP out here called Not the Actual Events, which I believe came out just before the ball dropped, right at the end of 2016, almost with no announcement. I think the announcement occurred like two or three days before it actually streeted, so... Trent seems to do that a lot, and it's kind of cool. It, it kind of creates a real instant buzz before it has a chance to die off. So good on you for doing that there, Trent. Uh, you know, as a, as a longtime listener of Nine Inch Nails, I mean, this might be a grower. It's not excellent. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say you have to buy this and just rush out and buy it. But the more I listen to it, the more I like it. So maybe this will be a grower. So right now, I'll play you my current favorite song off of this new EP here. This one is called The Idea of You.
Alright, there you go. A nice heavy track there by Nine Inch Nails off of Not the Actual Events. That was the idea of you. Go check it out. Let me know what you think, especially if you're a longtime fan or anything like that. Alright, next up we're going to play you something off of a brand new Covers album EP. This is the third installment of the Reanimate series by Hailstorm. And I like me some Hailstorm. I, I especially dig these cover EPs. I really like them. You know, they definitely go out of their way to give a little something for everybody. So for, you know, a guy like me and the kind of show I do, I, I really enjoy the effort that they put into, hey, everybody's involved here, whether you're an old school rocker or you're, you know, one of the kids and you listen to 21 Pilots now and all that stuff. So everybody's invited to the party. So, you know, Hailstorm, uh, gotta love them. They're trying. And they're very talented, of course, as well. And I, I really like the selection here, 21 Pilots aside, because, you know, I'm not a fan, but, you know, I, I did not turn off their cover song of 21 Pilots. So, you know, if they're throwing down on it, then it's fine. But other than that, I don't have time for them. But some nice choices here on the current installment of Reanimate, of course, officially called Reanimate 3.0. And they cover Still the Night by Whitesnake, which, you know, one of the one of the great hard rock metal songs of all time. Speaking of great metal, of course, Ride the Lightning by Metallica. So the thing, things like that on there. The weird thing about the Whitesnake cover, though, is that they almost make their own radio edit of it. Like, they were, like, going for the radio play, so they cut off, like, two and a half minutes of the song. So it's kind of weird. But I still like it. They play it well. But I'm going to actually play you this one. You might not be expecting me to play this one, but I actually like the original version of this song. And when I saw that Hailstorm was going to be doing I'm like, I bet that's going to be good. And I was not disappointed. I think it's actually maybe just my favorite overall performance on here. And they made it enough of their own as opposed to some of the other ones where they play them straight. So they put a new twist and their own shine on this particular song. This is actually, I guess, considered a one-hit wonder song from the early to mid 90s i remember i was in junior high when this was a hit so here you go originally done by sophie b hawkins this is hailstorm with damn i wish i was your lover
sit on a mountainside with peace of mind And I live by the ocean making love to her with visions clear Walked for days with no one near And I returned chain and bound to you Reanimate 3.0, that was Hailstorm, and their cover of Sophie B. Hawkins, Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Hope you enjoyed that. At least I did, and of course, that's what's important, right? Alright, moving on here from Hailstorm to Halloween. Halloween has a new best of out called Ride the Sky, the very best of Halloween 1985 through 1998. And this song originally comes off of Keeper of the Seven Keys Volume 2. One of my favorite Halloween songs, and hey, it made the very best of, so I have to recommend the album just based on that. And if you don't have anything by them, this is a very solid comp, so go check out Ride the Sky to whet your appetite. This is I Want Out. Yeah. 
All right, there you go. Love that track there. Nice mix of classic metal sound with a good hook as well. And that's what I need in my heavy metal. So there you go. Halloween, I want out. Originally from Keeper of the Seven Keys Volume 2. It's on their brand new best of, so go check that out as well. We're moving on here. Sticking with the letter H. I did not plan this in advance, but that's just how it's happening here. I'm going to play something off of the latest album from Heart. Yes, Heart. And I've never been a uh, much of an album buyer with Heart. I usually, you know, stick with my double disc essential. Uh, but recently I've purchased a few albums here and there. I, I've, I've always had Little Queen, though. That That is probably their most seminal record, at least in my opinion. Little Queen, great record. But I went ahead and picked up this new one called Beautiful Broken. And I was listening to it and I was like, man, they're making a real good effort here. Uh, to kind of keep that vintage sound. It's a very 70s sounding album. And, you know, originally, of course, this was going to be on a Rock and Rank episode. And then, you know, I started doing some research on the album. And then, you know, of course, not being the biggest authority on Heart, come to find out that uh, the majority of the album are actually re-recordings of songs from their older 70s albums. So doesn't really constitute as a brand new studio record in the sense of it's not all new original material. But I gotta say, the performances on those re-recordings and just the way that, you know, Ann Wilson sounds overall vocally, I gotta say, this is a pretty damn solid release. So if you're a fan at all, you definitely need to check out Beautiful Broken. Highlighting some of... They don't even re-record like the obvious hits. It's like deep cuts and fan favorites. So it's a neat effort just for that reason. Uh, but one of the new original songs on the album is the title track. And I'm going to go ahead and play you that to represent the record. And keep an ear out for uh, the co-lead singer on the track who is not a member of Heart. But you will instantly recognize that vocal and you're going to be like, no, that can't be them. There's no way. But it totally is. And I'll tell you officially when we come back. Till then, this is Heart and a special mystery guest that will sign in right now on Beautiful Broken.
right, there you go. That was Heart with special guest vocalist James Hetfield. Yes, that James Hetfield of a little-known San Francisco band called Metallica. I don't think a lot of people realize that even happened because I feel like I would have heard more about that. It had, like, no buzz that that was even going on. So if you didn't know before, you know now. James Hetfield and Hart have now done a song together. He even wrote that with him. So there you go. Beautiful Broken off of the album of the same name, which came out last year. Hope you enjoyed that and you were surprised. And the last two releases we're going to showcase tonight here on The Odds and Ends. Uh, Kind of a pseudo-Seattle twofer, if you will. What I mean by that is these are bands that have associations with the town of Seattle, but as a whole on these tracks, it's not 100% Seattle. You'll you'll see what I mean. Let's just start with it here. Going to play you something by Soundgarden. Off of the 25th anniversary deluxe big monster release of Bad Motorfinger, which was definitely the album that broke them to the rest of the country. They already had a massive buzz and fan base going by the time Louder Than Love came out, and Bad Motorfinger was their coming out party to the rest of the country and pretty much the world. It broke them everywhere. So it's definitely an important record in rock history. So a 25th Big Super Duper Monster Deluxe thing is apropos. And man, this thing is packed. Of course, you get the original album. You get a live album. I I think it's got like a DVD on one of them from a VHS release. Something crazy like that. Tons of bonus tracks. I'll be honest. I, I like Soundgarden, but definitely not enough to splurge on this massive set. Uh, but I do actually have like a limited version of Bad Motorfinger with that extra bonus EP, the Psalms EP, that has their cover of Into the Void on it and some other cool things. But uh, one of the really neat things I found here on this deluxe, and I'm glad I was able to download this particular track off of iTunes, is the song New Damage from Bad Motorfinger. There is a different version of it out there, and I'm assuming it was done during those sessions. But super interesting to me here, this is new damage, but with the addition of Brian May from Queen playing on it, and you can tell when he comes in. They just kind of extend the song and and add this Brian May solo on there. So, you know, you might have heard this song before quite a few times, but this is from the bonus tracks of the Deluxe of Bad Motorfinger, so you get to hear this song in a completely new light. And it really adds to the song, I think. I think it's really cool, so check it out. This is Soundgarden with special guest Brian May and New Damage. Check it out.
damage by Soundgarden with special guest soloist Brian May of Queen there, a true Hall of Famer for sure. And that's from the Bad Motorfinger 25th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. Go check it out if you're interested. I'm sure there's a decent amount of fans out there that will definitely like to splurge the like $100 or whatever for the vinyl deluxe version. So, hey, that's cool, man. Go check it out for sure. I mean, even if you just did what I did and, and buy a couple of songs off of iTunes, they'll appreciate it. Yeah, all artists appreciate actually buying their stuff. I preach that all the time. So let's move on to the very final track here of this week's episode of The Odds and Ends. We're going to close out, I'm going to say it right now, Volume 1 of The Odds and Ends of 2017. This is going to be... Kind of a two-parter because I've got a whole other batch, a whole other ten songs to add to the Odds and Ends series. So that will be the next episode as well. So if you enjoy the Odds and Ends as much as I do, you're going to be very happy right there to find out. Next episode, more Odds and Ends, more fun. All right. Okay, the final track tonight is going to be from a release called On Earth As It Is, The Complete Works of Mother Love Bone. Yes, of course, the short-lived Mother Love Bone from the late 80s, which, you know, if you know the history of the band, this was a band that was supposed to be huge. And then their lead singer went and overdosed, which caused the band to dissolve and begat Pearl Jam. So the what-if of Mother Love Bone will always exist in the annals of rock and roll debates. I think Mother Love Bone is a really damn good band. You know, Los Angeles band, I think, for the most part. And I think they pretty much staked their claim out in Los Angeles. I think between them and Jane's Addiction, these were the two alternative bands that it was okay for the college radio guys to like and the rock and roll, hard rock, sunset strip guys also liked them. So it's a neat band in that sense that it was one of those bands that everybody dug. I think they rated the vaults. It says the complete works. There are 40 tracks on this thing. Of course, their full-length album, the Apple EP. There's some demos and session works, a couple of live tracks, a couple of covers, and it ends off with a new performance, uh, basically a cover of Stardog Champion where Pearl Jam performs it on stage, and they have Chris Cornell come up and do that song with him as a duet. So a neat way to finish off this set. Definitely for hardcore fans, you know, for those of you who may have not heard anything by them, I think pretty much the full length, uh, the self-title will suffice. You can find that in most used stores and things like that. The physical product of Unearth as it is is pretty pricey, a little more affordable on iTunes. So I got most of the stuff, so I downloaded a couple of songs off here. They do a cover of Argent's Hold Your Head Up, so I went ahead and got that one. And I got this one as well. This is a really cool track. I think very appropriate to close out the show with. It's it's a lengthy jam, about seven and a half minutes long, but a really cool rock song that's been sitting in the vaults for way too long. So let me know what you think of this one. Closing off this particular episode of The Odds and Ends, it's Mother Love Bone and Showdown.
just falls apart in the end because 
yeah, what would have been if that song had been tightened up a bit and put on a proper album? That would have been a huge song, I think. At least it would have been a fan favorite that they would still play live to this day. But we'll just have to settle for it being on the box set there. Mother Love Bone and Showdown. Hope you enjoyed that. That's definitely worth your dollar. You know, if you have the Mother Love Bone album and EP, and I recommend Hold Your Head Up and that, Showdown. Super cool, super cool. Well worth the money. All right. Speaking of well worth the money, I hope you think that this show was well worth your money. And while you're at it, please go to cnjradio.com, home of every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the links to the Facebook and the Twitter and all that good stuff. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. And also, Chris has been doing an excellent job there with Last Theater on the Left and Wrestling House Show. Those two things are currently just blogs on the website, but he's been doing a killer job on it, and hopefully podcasts resurrected soon. Alright, last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for the awesome outro song. It's 2017, but you should still be catching up on 2016, I bet, I bet you are still, with albums. So go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. Purchase their latest effort, Gone, which is awesome, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Like I said before we played that last song, we'll be back on the next episode with even more odds and ends. We're catching up, cleaning out the odds and ends file, and hitting the reset button on the entire year for 2017. Let's hope it's a good one on all ends. I hope you enjoyed this show, and I hope you enjoy the next one. Stick around. Until then. Have fun.